Hello, our lovely bitches. And babes. It's not offensive. And bitches and babes, that's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I need to, like, explain why it's not offensive that we're using the term bitches. We've um, reclaimed it, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Okay. We haven't explained um, it, but, of course, we've re- we reclaimed everything. Well, I might even start calling everyone a slut. Just oh, so. yes. Well, Just I, I, refer, I refer to myself as, like, oh, my slut years. Um... But usually I only refer to myself as that because I still feel I wouldn't want to cause offence by referring to someone else. But let's re- re- reclaim. Yeah. Okay. Um, welcome, bitches and babes, to the bitch please. <laughs> the Almost podcast. Uh, I am half of this monstrosity. Okay. <laughs> this... this visual no it's not visual this audio orgasm this audio <laughs> i don't know what to call it audio the almost feast. podcast welcome <laughs> there you go that was better um i don't know why i waved it's audio. um okay let's start by saying what are you drinking i'm drinking a very sad drink of I don't know I'm showing it to the camera it's it's audio I'm drinking uh, Beef Eaters London Gin with Limon Soda because I couldn't be asked to get lemons and do a proper gin and tonic what are you drinking? I am drinking I don't know how to pronounce this I'm probably going to butcher this but it's Recordalic that's perfect Perfect no but it's Swedish so is okay, it in England we just call it recorder leg. I know, no, I know. It's just that it's Swedish. So yeah. Uh elderflower cider. Oh my god, I love elderflower. And on a proper wine cup, so I feel very posh Ooh. right now. Put your pinky out. You can't yes. see it, but I'm I have my pinky out. Um yeah. We are going to be, be drinking stuff. Every time we record this, not necessarily alcoholic drinks, because today it's a Saturday night, so of course. But we might be recording this. Bitch is gonna party on a different day, and I'm definitely gonna be drinking tea. There will be a lot of tea drinking, but we both have a lot of varieties of tea, so it's yeah, still gonna be interesting. Yes. But definitely won't be drinking on school night because the last time I did that, I almost died in class. <laughs> I remember that. Even though it was an online class, I still had to. I had, in quotation marks, internet problems. And I had to leave the meeting of course. to throw up in a bin by my side. That's disgusting. I wish, I wish the mic so was on for that. It would have been. Oh, you do not. It was hilarious. grim. It was horrible. Never again. And it's, do you know, I've done it before on it when I've had to go into actual physical school, not in this job, just in case my current employer is listening. Um, because it was the day after we celebrated Mother's Day. Right. 
Um, FYI, for those who don't know Chilean culture, whenever there's Father's Day or Mother's Day, schools tend to have a party to celebrate them for the teachers. Um, and so in this one, we were in the school canteen and just had like the, the male teachers had put on a dinner for the female teachers, which involved a lot, even regardless of whether we were mums or not, involved a lot of uh, pisco and wine. Um, and then we continued just drinking in the school canteen until like eight o'clock. And then the people were like, you have to leave the school, <laughs> go away. So we went to this um, like bohemian socialist pub thing that was in the town center and continued drinking until about 11. Oh God. Just wine, just so much wine. And I was new to Chile, so it was tasty Chilean wine. Mm. And then I had to go into school for 8am the next day and I thought I was going to die. I nearly threw up on a child. That happened to me, but in England, when it was my last day, and we all got smashed. And then the other day, I, like the next day, I think I had classes at like nine. I was so scared I was gonna oversleep that <laughs> I put like five thousand alarms, and then, um, I felt horrible. But it was the worst feeling ever like I remember talking to a kid being like I was talking to one and I felt like I was gonna throw up any second <laughs> it was horrible I'm sorry uh same disclaimer I'm not usually like this I was young and impressionable <laughs> yeah please future bosses please hire me <laughs> very good teachers I promise um I, but I often, I took from my bad experience of going into school that day thinking I was going to die. Um, I took it and now whenever I have to do something difficult and I refer to something difficult as in, I've used it as a way to climb mountains. I will be climbing a mountain and I've gone, I fucking survived. Can we swear on our podcast? Yeah, we can. Yes, I fucking survived that day at school. It wasn't even a full day, it was a half day because it was a Friday. I can get to the top of this mountain. Wow. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I might um, get it put on a poster. Yeah. Along with the words, live, laugh, love, and stick it on my wall. Oh, God. <laughs> motivate me every day. <laughs> oh, did you see the alternative to that? I love it. Is it, fuck it, fuck it all, give up? No, it was... Survive, I think it's like Whittier Twins set in there. Survive, um, fuck, live, laugh, no. Survive, haha. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I like that. I could do that. Um, it was very funny. Um, okay. Say your name. You haven't said your name. Oh, hi everyone. I'm Anna. I will give you my surname when I feel ready. In case this goes horrifically tense up. <laughs> I'm Danae. And I will not give my surname because it's long and weird and you're probably not going to understand. I generally thought your surname was something different until we started having online classes and I saw your full name on the screen every day. I know. I know. Did you? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm bad with surnames with everyone. Uh, names, full stop. So don't but it's because it's surnames in Spanish, so that makes it. But you, I should know yours because you're like the only person in my phone I have as 
their full name written into my phone as the contact. And that makes me very sad. Do you want me to change it to something funner? Yeah, please. It's only because... I only have, like, full names when it comes to people I don't care about. It's because I I don't know who it is. I got your number, sorry. When you were doing those cover classes, and that's when I first met you. I know. And I said... I fangirled. I was like, oh, she seems really cool. I want to be her friend. <laughs> and then six months later, I think, it was about six months later, I, I rocked no, up the school, was- you work out like, bitch, I'm coming. <laughs> it's a great day. Yeah. And now, what I remember yeah. most about that day was Nelson's really cool shirt. I don't remember his shirt that day. He just always wore really cool shirts during that time when the kids went in school. Yeah. We all were, like, we, like, all the teachers wear cool shirts and clothes when the kids are not there. His was the coolest, though. Except for Catty, though. Except for Catty. She wears... That's a style. She's just... No, because I think her clothes are better when the kids are at school. And when the kids are not, she wears, like, anything. Even though, it's just that I... I'm sorry. Um, She doesn't speak English, so it doesn't matter. That's fine. Um, No, it's just that I don't like, like, wearing trainers all the time. I mean, no, that's not... No, not really. I don't like, like, the specific type of shoe... She wears. She wears a very, and I don't know if it's a Chilean thing or a South American thing, but the very platform trainers. No, but that's in fashion. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like that. I feel like I, I don't like it. I hate platform trainers. Do you know what? I was trying to buy a pair of flip-flops here in Chile once, and I could not find a fucking pair of flip-flops that weren't freaking platformed. Yeah. No, it's because we're short. So we want to be taller. That's why I like chili, because I fit in. Whenever I go yeah. back to England, I'm like, oh my God, everyone is so tall. <laughs> I know. Um, I felt very short when I was in England. It's, really? Because I don't see you as short at all. I don't feel like, I don't see myself as short, but I felt very short when I was in England. Never mind. Well, uh, well so I know they're like some kind of... Um, Spice Girls shoes, which when the Spice Girls were at their best, like at their prime, I wore, like I definitely wore their shoes because I had like a black pair or, so, or something. But I was five. I wouldn't wear them again. Um, fair. I, I feel I win the shoe competition because of my really jazzy shoes. Yeah. Which but I like, to the camera, but they're upstairs and also it's a podcast, so you won't be able to see them. Of course. Uh, but I can um, be a witness to their wonderfulness. Thank you. If this ever becomes popular, I will take a picture of my shoes and upload them. Although I had to wear them today. Today involved a lot of walking. It's a story for another moment. Um, and my... Little fat feet, my little fat empanada feet were smooshed in my beautiful <laughs> shoes, and now my pudgy toes hurt. Oh, I'm um, sorry to hear that. 
that's fine i won't be leaving the house for a long period of time now anyway so no need for shoes or bras exactly we might um, we might go back to real life soon (gasps) what are we coming out of quarantine are we coming out of full lockdown but i'm not i'm not an official person and i haven't read it anywhere but i think we might because <laughs> the angels came to me in the night and told me no, 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 no. it's because um the minister wants us to go back to school i would never fight even if we come out of lockdown we're not going back into school the ministers want a lot of things in well, this let's not country. talk about that or i'm gonna get very unpleasant <laughs> thank you um, um should we do the name thing yes i'll describe you and you describe me oh shit i forgot we were doing each other oh let me think how do you spell your name oh it's on the screen fabulous um i have something for your name but in spanish oh we can do spanish so we, we do can spanish. be bilingual and then we can just translate Okay. Okay, you do me because I haven't. Uh, my name's longer. Only. Oh my god, my name's like in your name. Yeah. <gasps> it's literally like your Hannah. Oh my god. Okay, so Hannah, <laughs> for the viewers who don't know, because why would you? <laughs> <laughs> Hannah is my friend from back home, and Hannah is like the English version of the Nye. Um. So they're one of the same. Um. But to separate people of course anyway um but so english than i or han um <laughs> this is long. Anyway, basically when we were younger we used to we'd always like buy joint presents for people's birthdays and we'd always sign the birthday card h in brackets anna with another h in brackets at the end because my name was literally in the middle of her name and i've just realized my name is literally in the middle of your name as well ah Love it. Everything just feels so complete. Okay. I'm going to text Hannah this. Fabulous. Or she listen to our podcast to hear about it. <laughs> so someone she knows. has to. She's probably going to be our only listener. Please, Hannah. Paul said he'd listen. Oh, fabulous. Great. I want to be friends with Paul too. You should be friends with Paul. Paul, I want to be your friend. Because if you're listening, you'll know this. Um, okay. I have your name. Wait, um, we have to explain what the game was, what okay. the icebreaker was. Right. So this is an icebreaker because we're both teachers, so why not? Um, where we have to describe each other using the letters in our names. That's it. So I'm going to That's describe a good explanation. Anna. I have the first word because I don't want to have to use too many words. I mean, you can only um, use four. No, but like you have two N's and two A's. So I'm going to be using... Um, I don't have a lot of um, adjectives in my brain right now. Uh, okay, A, I have amigable, which is friendly. And you're very, very friendly. Um, N. Not bad. Mm. That would be a K anyway. Yeah. You see, I have better English <laughs> than you do. Um, 
I don't want to say nice. Right, it's such a boring adjective. We used to get told off by an English teacher for using the word nice at school. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I'm, I have an explanation for this. <laughs> I can. I'm really scared. <laughs> no, it's Listeners, not about. Listeners, you're about to hear the end of our friendship. No, it's on. not a bad word. You actually, no, it's not a bad word. It's uh, I can think of another word with that's that with an N. Um, nurturing. Nurturing. Yes, I'll take nurturing. That's cute. But I don't I'm, think I am very nurturing. N- no. That's why I have an explanation for this. Um, you like to nurture friendships. <laughs> That's why you're nurturing. Because you like meeting new people and you like making friends. Uh, that's very <laughs> I'll take it. I'm sorry. But you can start becoming more nurturing because of what Changing I- my personality for this icebreaker. <laughs> Uh, another N. Oh God, I'm gonna have to Sorry. get friend from our friend Google. Um, okay, Google. No, but you're on Apple, so be happy. No, Siri. Series. Um. Oh, there's lots of pages for that. Uh, so I said, amiable and nurturing. There's a um, amicable, but that's not the same. I'm gonna look look it up. Um. I think start thinking about yours. You should be thinking about it. I know. You're at screen staring at your name. Your mm. I have a massive cop out for two of yours, but they're really shy. I should think about this. There's a literal adjective that's nun church going in one word. Well, that's very true. It's like Trevor calls me his, because um, I call him my God-fearing uncle. And he calls me, no, my God-fearing doting uncle. Um, and he calls me his godless, cheeky um, niece or something. Oh, it's not cheeky. I can't remember what it is. Oh, n- oh I hate being put on the spot with adjectives neurotic <laughs> is that a word yeah i'm trying to think what neurotic means though okay is that like when is that when you think you're in all the time because that one would be that's neurotic. no yeah, yeah yeah i know the meaning of that word i just have a hard time pronouncing it um yes you're neurotic but it's not that you're like crazy it's just that you think you're gonna die all the time true facts um from I'm surprised I've made it this far in life. Say. Oh my god, I'm 27. <gasps> That's when everyone dies. Oh god, it's your oh there's something in astrology that describes that and I forgot like something return your whatever return. It's a return of something that makes you Saturn return. I don't know. No, but it's like um, according to my other astrology <laughs> friend, I don't have any friends. It's just people from Instagram. Um, she says that that's why so many people kill themselves when they're 27 because of this 
astrology thing. Okay, well, I'm not planning on killing myself for taking a drug um, overdose. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's why it happens. It, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to kill yourself or want to do it, but it might be a bit hard. I don't... I feel like it could be for me because when I turn 27, I'm going to start um, doing all the stuff. You're not even 27 yet. Um, no, because I'm younger than Please. you. Please. Like by six months, okay, let's not. I'm younger. Oh, stay this. But um, you know what? Since I've been 27, I have. Oh, I can you hear that? Yeah. I'm afraid of coughing her lungs up. Um, so since being 27, I have left the gas on without a hop, like the gas on the hob. For people who don't know what a hob is, because North Americans don't know what hobs are, um, it's a stove. They, no, I don't want to describe it to Americans because I'm not friends with them. Oh, you're but I'm not. No, but I'm only not friends with them until they kick their president out. Then I'm going to be starting a friendship with Americans again. I mean, um, in Chile, we have Piñera. In England, we have Bojo. So <laughs> I don't think any of us really want to talk. Yeah, no, um, but that, that's, that's what I mean. I don't want to be friends with any of us. Okay, fair enough. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so since being 27. I blame this on the stress of lockdown. But I have... So uh, last week, I fell asleep cooking lentils. And the pan was completely dried out. Luckily, the lentils were okay. But the gas was on for about two hours. It was a long nap. Um, I have Which left the gas on. Not um, something new for you. I do love my naps. I had a short nap today, actually. Um, only because I knew I had to wake up to for this. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have woke up. <laughs> um, I have um, left the hob on, like taken the pan off the hob, forgotten to turn off the hob, gone to go eat had a nap and come down and the hob still the flame has been on and i'd say that was probably three hours and i left the shower running for about four hours overnight so and you've been having lots of existential um like questions lately oh yeah 27 is a great year it might (laughs) it might be that Um, but it's like paul predicted when he read my horoscope paul said hi shout paul if you're listening uh, <laughs> he said that 2020 would be like i would be hit by a truck it's metaphorical and then the truck would roll did i tell you about this yeah, and then yeah. the truck, truck would go reverse back over me <laughs> and then run me over again and reverse back over me and then run me over and go so it's like so you're gonna have like one two three four like five big <laughs> down by big bad parts of 2020 and then you'll be great i'm like oh Fan fucking testing. <laughs> well, so, let's think one of those. Guess what number at now? One, <laughs> like one of those things was the pandemic. It makes sense though. That one's that just keeps coming and going, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's. Oh, I um, back. It makes sense. Really badly today. Um, okay, your final um, description is. Oh. I went, I was looking for something that described a puppy, but I can't find one. Adorable. Mm, Surely. Not, mm, ugh, I, 
well, I don't think you're adorable. Rude. But I only find Tiana adorable. But it's because they, because you're blonde. Because I'm Tierna. I'm not. It's because it's not just in Chile that people think that. Um. Well, I only think clearly cats are adorable. But I'm a cat. Like everyone. Well, you think I'm a puppy, but everyone else says I'm a cat. Look at my nose. My nose is like a cat's nose. Um. It doesn't look like a cat's nose. Uh. Your. Oh God, this is so difficult. I hate this. Aerodi- aerodynamic? Your aer- <laughs> I'm not aerodynamic in any way. Your Arachnidian. No. Arborous. Archidiocesan. <laughs> Areola. That's part of the nipple, isn't it? Yeah, no. Because this is Areola. <laughs> The other one's oh, Ariola. Okay. Um, your Argentine, Argentiferous. Oh, I thought you were say Argentinian. No, <laughs> Aryan. You're Aryan because you're white. Oh, but that's an awful description. Please don't put Aryan in my description. So many of the fucking words you could put that. Your um. Atomic. Because the song Atomic by Blondie. Um, I do love that song. Reminds me of you. There you go. I thought it was because I have deadly farts and they're like atomic bombs. I have never smelled a fart from you and I hope I never you do. Definitely have because I've definitely done them in class before and blamed it on kids. No, but I'm always <laughs> on the other side of the room when you're with me. That's true. That's true. Um, atomic, because that's a good word. You, you, you have very um, atomic personality. Because everyone can see you. Thank you. Everyone sees where you are, and you, you, um, you rub off on people. Like stuff that you do stays with them. There you go. I'm raising my eyebrows at you saying that I rub off on people, but you can't see because you can't see my eyebrows. And the listeners can't see because it's a podcast. Of course. Um, there um, you go. Thank you very much. I did wonderfully. So, for the I, D for driven. Because you're very driven and motivated in the things that you do. A for authentic. Because you're very authentic in who you are and you don't... You say what you think and you don't put on a front to please other people. Mm -hmm, That's true. N, knitted, spelling it N-I-T-I-D, which means, and I quote, bright with a set steady but subdued shining. I think that's a nice thing. It just sounded very sweet. very nice. (laughs) It's cute, isn't it? That's Um, a very sensitive. I'm going to take a screenshot and send it to you. It's like, it says, uh, related adjectives, a gleam and gleaming. Oh, I like there that. There you go. Bright, but with a... S- and if I want to mean it, if I want to be in a, like, because this is weird that we're being nice to each other. So I could say um, in a bitchy way, like, oh, your shiny face. There you go. <laughs> Not that you've got a shiny face. 
I do this though. Weird that I said nice things, too many nice things in a row. Um, what did I get to? So we've done the DNA. Oh, the other A, achieving hyphen over for your overachieving. Yes, thank you. I needed that. And um, okay, okay. Then I, I have your words for your name. I've just thought of them on the spot now. Of course. There's no reason. <laughs> okay, so for D, I will give you driven. Uh, one, because you drive me to many places because I do not have a car. <laughs> okay. And two, because you're driven in everything that you do. Uh, a, authentic. I believe you're very authentic in who you are and you don't give a fuck what no one thinks. Um, and if you think something, you say it. You're not here to suck up to people. N, this one I did have to Google. Knitted, not as in the verb to knit in the past simple, but knitted as in N-I-T-I-D, which means bright with a steady but subdued shining. Now, listeners may be thinking, oh, that's really sweet. I'm actually choosing it in reference to her oily face. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> no, jokes. It's because she's, she's a, oh, just a, a shining, beautiful glow of friendship. Um, where did I get to? D-A-N-A, <laughs> the next A. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I had to laugh. Stop laughing at my niceness. A, achieving hyphen over, because you don't have an O in your name to say overachieving, um, because she is a grade A overachiever. I should say, I say grade A star, overachiever, because um, the best isn't good enough. And finally, for E, we have effervescent. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my adjective class dog. <laughs> <My TED> talk. <laughs> um thank you that was really moving oh. um okay we've done the icebreaker it took like five thousand <laughs> hours to do an icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, uh, and now to our main topic the one that we've been discussing uh throughout the week which is very conspiracy theories ish but it's also um, quite possible. It's from your book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's from your book. But also from my my video that I sent you. Okay, so so the theme we were going to discuss in this part today was so this week i read a wonderful book a gripping psychological thriller called the one by mm, john myers i want to say um shout out to english than i hannah for the book recommendation so i read this book um this week it was very very good um like really really good it's going to be made into a netflix series Mm. but i tried looking up when and i couldn't find any information on it but it they bought the rights to make it into a netflix series or something like two years ago so like hurry along please 
right? Hypothetical. I don't know. Coronavirus. Who knows? Anyway, so this isn't giving away any spoilers because this is a part of the book which is mentioned, if not in the blurb, like within the first few lines. So one central point of this book, the one, um, is that there is this um, website or app maybe um, where basically you send a sample of your DNA and science means that um, there is one other person in the world whose DNA perfectly matches yours. Not in the perfectly matching way kind of like it's your brother because that would just be incest, but as in like the two of you are meant to be. They are the one, hence the name of the book. Um, so yeah, so it's this idea that there's one person who's perfect for everyone, not to say you couldn't be happy with other people, but there's one person who scientifically is proven through DNA to be your perfect match. Um, so that's one part of this book. And I just thought it brought up a lot of very interesting topics, very interesting thoughts about, about there being the one for everyone and, and you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your thoughts on it? Um, I haven't read the book, first of all. So I'm I'm just um, giving my opinion on what I know that you told me. But and, and that's why I sent you the um, the video because coincidentally, I was watching um, this. Um, I don't know if it's a film, but it's it's like the concert film. Uh, from the simulation theory um, tour. That is another theory that's very interesting. But um, by Muse. Muse is my favorite band. So they had this, um, like, in the concert, because it was, like, the recording of the concert, but in the, like, in between songs, they had, like, a story. And in one of those um, clips, they had this... um, this thing where it was like um, a nod and they were saying that um, there was like this algorithm that could find someone for you and you wouldn't need to like even go on a date with someone because they would find it for you and you could um, like be loved automatically just because the algorithm was in charge of everything. But after that, it's a like, we own your soul and stuff because that's, that's like the, the, the simulation theory stuff. But, like, I feel like this is already happening. Because, like, there's, okay. there's lo- loads of ads, that apps, sorry, that have um, these algorithms that are supposed to be, like, looking for your perfect match. And also, something that came to mind when you were talking about it, is that my uncle, who's an obstetrician, once said that um, it's very common that sometimes when people don't have a reason for why they have miscarriages, it's because their DNAs are not um, compatible. So your body just rejects the, the, the fetus. Oh. It was very interesting. Well, well, I guess if your DNA matched as this thing is called in the book, that wouldn't happen, hypothetically. Yeah, so, but, but like, how far would you have to go for that? Because, like, there's lot, like, the earth is filled with humans, so you don't need to be as, like, 
you don't need to be like um, exactly the same or like the perfect match to have a baby come out of your uterus. Um, it's just like basic matching in a way. But like yeah. in the in, in your book, it's more like blood. You have to get blood taken out of you to... No, it's not. They do it. It's a swab. Oh, okay. From what I can gather. So it's like a swab. You, um, I don't know. It seems like you like apply online. They send you a, the DNA sampling. You do your DNA sample. You send it off. Your DNA goes into a system. If the person with this matching part of DNA to you is already in the system, it would go, bing, you've got a match. And then you pay like 10 quid to get the details of your match. So this is, this is where the interesting things come into it. So for example, because like you said, you don't have to have a perfect match and the person to be the one for you to have a child with the person. God knows a lot of people who had kids with people who definitely were not the one. Um, And also like, um, uh, yeah. And like you could, you can have lots of people like, you could go, there's, like you said, there's 7 billion people in the world. I'm sure I'd be happy dating like a fair few hundred thousand of them. Not at the same time. That would be difficult. But you know what I mean? Like, and some of them would probably be like more chill relationships and some of them would probably be more like serious relationships based on the person. But like, do you know what I mean? I'm not a believer in that being the one. Yeah. The book is very much like once you've got your meet information and you decide, if you decide to start talking and meet up with your match, um, Often when you first meet, it's like a thousand light bulbs bursting and blah, 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 loads of stuff like that. The book wasn't particularly romantic. Um, I wouldn't have read it if it was. I'm not a romantic kind of person. Um, but but it just, I just thought it brought up a lot of interesting um, things because if you're already in a relationship and you find your match, do yeah. you leave your relationship you're in that you're already in and happy with? Um, because who knows? Maybe you're not as happy if you were trying to look for your match. Right. But then it might have been that you put your information, your DNA into this match system 10 years ago and since and nothing happened. So you started seeing someone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then also, so there's like that. Then it's like, do you leave your current partner to go meet this, or to have something with this match person? Um, and then the like... Or what if you're matched with someone um, of the same sex as you and you've always presumed you were straight and then it's yeah. like calling it like a part of your identity into it. Question. Um, what if you're matched with someone who's a lot older or a lot younger than you? What if someone's entered their information into the data system and they're under 18 and it's like, oh, it's my match. But yeah, it's pedophilia. Do you know what I mean? So it just drew into a question lots of really interesting ethical things. Mm-hmm. And people's matches were from like, you could get matched with someone on the other side of the world kind of thing. So I thought it was very interesting. Um, and like during the story, again, this isn't any spoilers, but um, it said like, oh, it's like reduced homophobia because people have been matched with someone of the same sex as them and been re- made people realize that, oh, um, like it's not a bad thing kind of thing. I mean, obviously it's not the one. Um, and it's like, it like has no, it has no, it goes over um, religious boundaries and physical boundaries and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it's very interesting. But I think, yeah, if, imagine if you get matched with someone that's like a convicted criminal. Yeah. Or like someone who's dead. Imagine if you get matched with someone and they're dead and you're like, oh, shit, I'm never going to know real love because my match is dead. Yeah. And then the, yeah, sorry. No, 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 I, no, I was thinking. I could talk about it all night. I know, I know. 
that's the point of it. <laughs> Uh, but like I was thinking because I always waste my time scrolling through TikTok and there was like uh, this trend going on where you, on Etsy, I didn't know this, but you can go and find people who like are mediums or stuff who can like, I mean, not that it's real, but that they draw your soulmate and they've been selling drawings oh, of your soulmate um, on Etsy. And there's people who buy them. So, of course, there are fuckers who sell the same drawing for everyone. But there's there, then there's others who are actually, like, trying to channel, like, an image of your soulmate. So it's like an actual thing that's happening. So I feel like people are so, mm, like, so interested in knowing the answers for everything like the answers to life's uh most difficult questions that a soulmate being something a lot like i don't know if it's like less less um sophisticated but it's like um in a way something that it's more achievable so maybe people want to look for a soulmate because they think they're, they're going to find it so Maybe if this becomes reality in the future, I think it will be like the person who actually um, creates this company or starts this movement will be very rich. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing because, and I think especially thinking of the context of the modern world, um, like dating is time consuming it's um yeah it's just like it's, it's so time consuming like okay i've never really gone on any dating apps in the hope of finding an actual relationship yeah um my relationships i found organically and dating apps were very much just muscle up time um but like with good pillow talk you know you want to like get to know them a little bit first and get good pillow talk um yeah so like I couldn't imagine the how draining it is to actually constantly be trying to like find a relationship. Yeah. Um, but people do obviously because people want to have relationships. They want to have families and stuff, like things like that. And like, I mean, we're relatively young, so it's not like it's a thing. And I think there's, <laughs> um, I think there's like this. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I think for the world context, if you could just do a swab of your DNA and then bam, have the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. There's that whole area of life that you don't need to focus any energy, money or time into. Yeah. I mean, obviously once you're in the relationship, obviously, but as in like, you don't have to go on those crappy Tinder dates. Although I love a good Tinder date because boy, do I have some stories. Um, and yeah, but then also, so this was a really interesting other part of the book was that, again, this isn't spoilers, that it was said how it led to um, people feeling, I think it said it led to an increase, or did it say it led to a decrease in suicides? Or maybe it's an increase, I can't remember. But it was basically saying, because like, um, you have these people who, they don't find their matches, and then they're just, they feel like, they're like second race citizens, and if they have relationships and it's not with their match, their people are just waiting for the relationships to break up, and so people are lying about their results, and like, um, and um, yeah, and that kind of, and people are never 
becoming settled and happy in relationships that otherwise would have been happy and settled in forever because they're always thinking of this match thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my question to to you then, I, would you take the match DNA if it existed? Mm, It's a very interesting question. And I think, because I, I, like to think that I do believe like there's someone who's like a good match for you but not in a way that you can never be with anyone else um ever again more like there's there's bound to be someone who's like interested in the same things as you are but like it's not just one person right um so I would take it if I was like single and it like gave me a result like immediately but if I'm not then why would you right well this was the thing in the book people it made references to people who took the tests in like secret from their partners oh god and it led to breaking up some relationships then maybe uh I don't take the tests and I just go into a relationship with someone and I get married and I don't have children because I don't ever want to have children, but um, I have lots of cats with that person. And then it's always going to be like somewhere in my mind, like at the back of my mind, like saying, what if he's not my soulmate? What if I'm not his soulmate and we're like just wasting our times? So that's... That, so this is why it's so interesting because it is totally like it's completely um, up to the individual person yeah. um, to submit their DNA to this log. Presumably it's happening consensually. Um, obviously, if like this company gets DNA from other places or someone submits your DNA without your consent, like that's a different thing altogether. But like it's completely your choice. No one's forcing you to do it. They're not saying everyone has to do it. But is it completely in your own control if you have this constant niggling thing in the back of your mind? Um, And then, and then what if it's not even real? What if it's a placebo effect? Exactly. What if you like think someone's your match and you meet up and then you make yourself fall in love with them or you fall in love with them because you're in love with the idea of being in love, but you're not in love with the person, which we can observe in a certain friend of ours. It's something that happens like, People fall in love with the idea of being in love. They find someone to do that, fall in love with. And they ignore things that show that maybe they're not a good person for them. Um, Oh, this is another interesting thing that was like as an ethical or like philosophical aspect of this. Is that actually, and this is kind of almost going back in time, if someone's like, oh, we're matched, we're the one, we can never break up because we'd never find anyone else. But what if that's a relationship is abusive and the person's going to stay in it because yeah. they're like, oh, but we're one. So like, like historically, just because you find your soulmate doesn't mean that person's going to be perfect. Right. Or so that they're it, going to be at the same level you are. So it's, it's very, it's, I don't know how to like describe the feeling because i would be um thinking about it like if the possibility was there i would be thinking about like me not taking it but if i take it 
then I would just be meeting this person when I take the test. So what if um, it's um, someone who's been like in different relationships and they've been <laughs> horrible people before and now they, when they get into a relationship with me, it doesn't mean they're going to change it just because they know I'm their soulmate. Nature, nurture. Their okay. nature, their DNA might have been a perfect match for you but their DNA was decided when they were in the womb. Exactly. Yes. So, and I'm a big nurture believer. I'm a sociologist. If I was a psychologist, maybe I'd be a more of a na- nature, but I'm very much a nurture believer. Yeah, I me know, too. If I was a psychologist, I don't know. I don't know anything about psychology. Me too, because like, um, you can take two people who are the exact same, but put them in different backgrounds, in different um, families, and they're going to turn out completely different. Right. Um, it's yeah, like, all about I was thinking about that. Um, I talked about, uh, about this with my mom once, because do you remember the time I told you that uh, my cousin would have been my brother? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about that. And he never went to uni. Not in an incest way, by the way. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I feel like I have to clarify this. My cousin, I mean, it's not really my cousin. He's my mom's cousin, but he's six months, no, three months, October, November, three months older than me. So um, he's my mom's cousin. And when he was born, his mom never wanted to have him. Um... This is also a moment to advocate for choice. Thank you. Yes. Um, but also, um, this was a long time ago. So she didn't want to have a child. And it was a very um, difficult situation she was in because she didn't have um, like a stable job and stuff. And she wanted to abort. And my mom... Uh, knowing that it was illegal and that they didn't have like safe um, ways to do it when it was supposed to happen. She said like, have the baby and give it to me so I can raise that baby. Uh, Cause she had just this. It's also very weird. Cause she had just met my dad. They were like dating and she wanted to have a baby. I fucking love your mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, um, they said that, and I think, like, during the course of the pregnancy, she decided to have the baby, and she kept him. But, like, my mom wanted to um, have him, and then she got pregnant with me. So we would have been siblings. But uh, we were thinking about that. How, if he had been my sibling, f- like, first, my life would have been a lot different because I was a lonely child till I was 11. And also, um, his life would have been a lot different because he's been, um, he's never been to uni. He's had to work since he was 15, I think. But not because he didn't have any anything like else, but because his mom didn't uh, have like a, a really good job. So money was tied. Of course, so he had to work and he had to do different stuff. And he's been an only child too. He ha- he's never had like a big um, 
family apart from uh, us because um, he's lived in the same place for a very long time. He also wanted to do lots of stuff and he always goes to like my parents for um, like advice. So we were talking about how his life would have been a lot different. Maybe he would have uh, achieved the things that he wanted to because up until like two years ago, no, three years ago, because it's up to 23, he wanted to be like in the military and stuff. And he didn't because he had to keep working to help his mom pay for stuff. So it's, a, it's very sad, but also um, it's made him who he is today. And even though we're not like siblings, we do treat each other as if we were. And yeah, you're very, very close. Yeah. But of course, um, the way we were raised and the way we um, interact with like the stuff that we were given changes the way you see life and the way you... Um, do stuff for the rest of your life because I wouldn't be an overachiever if I hadn't had like the stuff um, that I've been like that life has given me in a way yeah I don't know if I explain no I think and I think also the nature nurture thing um, looking at it from the other side mm. so I'm the youngest of four siblings and we're all very different but we were all brought up in the same family but yeah. then also we being what it's being brought up in the same household isn't the only aspect of nurture nurture comes from everywhere in society so it comes from um yeah the impact of whether you have other siblings yeah so when i was being brought up we were a big family whereas when my sister was the first few years of her life it was just her right um the impact of like um yeah, your friends, your school, everything like that. So, obviously, it no, n- n- nature does no nurture doesn't mean you're all going to turn out exactly the same just because you've been brought up the same. I guess is what I was trying to say with that. But definitely does have a big impact. Yeah, um, and also because if you think about it, there must be so many people in the world who have um, like psychotic tendencies, like or psychological issues, but things lead some people with those issues to do terrible acts and other people to not. Yeah. And that surely has to be down to like their upbringing, not just the upbringing, it's not just like, like it's the parents fault, but like yeah, yeah. the world they live in. But it's like the thing that's happening with this famous family. They have this, first of all, is horrible that they named their children the same as their parents. I hate that. It's horrible. Uh, second of all, have, it's horrible. I hate it. I was going to be called my dad's name if I was a boy. Thank right. God. It's a very Chilean, Chilean thing, South American thing. I don't know, but to name South your American. firstborn son after the dad. No, it's South American thing. <sighs> it's horrible. Uh, well, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So this family have two children. One of them is a woman and the other one's a man. Sorry. So um, this boy tried to kill his dad. We don't know how. I mean, we don't know why yet. 
but some people have the theory because um this boy's girlfriend um like was in an interview and she put pressed charges against uh her boyfriend's dad because she, um she said she was being abused by him i'm not going to comment on that because i haven't um watched anything or i haven't read anything so i'm just going to talk about the facts um so apparently that's why this uh boy tried to kill his dad but then um we have on the other side um his sister who's very put together she's got a charity going on where she's um helping people who are struggling during the pandemic so she's been giving out like food she's been taking out food to places where they um they've been cooking for lots of people and she's a lawyer uh who did really well on like her, her tests for her exams like that they take at the end i have no idea what they're called and oh, then like the bar. i don't know what it's called it's not really it's weird name okay whatever so um she's like she's what you would call a successful human being but then his brother i mean her brother is um who also studied uh law is the opposite of that and he was in a very dark place where they found drugs at his place they found guns he likes to um do drag racing and then like he's been um involved in lots of sketchy things so they have lots of money they are in a very privileged position but they're very different even when they were raised by the same people but maybe that's because he has some uh, like psychological thing or a gene thing or he fell into the wrong circles at school exactly but like that's interesting. it's like uh the same as what we were talking about it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that your family is going to make you different is that everything that you do is gonna, yeah um oh, i forgot the word it's going to shape shape your person mold you shape your character that's it it's a very interesting thing to do it is i find nature nature very interesting i often think if i hadn't studied sociology i would have studied psychology i've also been told by a couple of people that i'd be a good psychologist so you've never uh you've never done anything therapeutic to me so i don't know i literally stress you out more than <laughs> give you therapy so i'm your therapeutic um, friend oh yeah you're entirely my life guru my Chilean life guru. I have my British life guru back yes. in the UK. I know. Who's um, getting married next week? Oh, I'm so excited. Is that the Lizzie you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, Lizzie life guru. Oh, okay. Because you always talk about life. You, you always say Lizzie life guru, but this time you didn't. So I didn't know if it was the same uh, person. Lizzie life guru. She's getting married on Thursday. Oh, that's great. I'm going to um, put on a place to and dress up nice and take advantage of the fact that I don't have any classes that day. So I can um, look nice to take selfies with them on a computer screen. (laughs) 
um, yeah, I'm very excited. But yeah, so that was the topic for today. I also wanted to mention that there's lots of um, videos. Did I tell you that I watched a video about like tarot reading and it was about like who your soulmate was going to be? Oh, so, so related. Yeah, because everyone's interested in knowing that. So I think it's, it, it's going to happen eventually. I Genuinely, I do. And, but there was like, do you remember the Black Mirror episode? Because this book is very Black Mirror-esque. Um, but there was a Black Mirror episode where it was like this dating app. And you, um, spoilers, these two people like met from, they met each other on this dating app. And then it was like, um, you have, it was something like, once you met, you could see exactly how long the relationship would last. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was very self-fulfilling prophecy. Episode. Yeah. It's a really good episode. Very, very self-fulfilling prophecy. And then these two people meet and they decide, we're not going to look. We're just going to live together and be happy because we're getting on really well. And then it's that niggling. It's very similar in that sense that there's this niggling of, oh, but what if, what if, what if. So he looks and it, because he looked, obviously, it reduces the amount of time because it's a big breach of trust on his part because they said they weren't going to anyway and then it, it always gets very dystopian and like end of the worldy kind of thing or something like that they won't let them be together and they want to be together and then it turns out that it was just this app and it was artificial intelligence like playing these lives yeah um to see the probability and actually they hadn't even sat down to start having their drink on the day or something i can't remember exactly but it was really yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very much like that but i genuinely do think like there's so much money poured into the dating world, the dating, I don't know what to call it, business, industry, that's the word I'm looking for, thank you very much, um, that I could totally see it being a thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I um, watched the video that I told you about, and it said my soulmate... Uh, was going to... Is a potato? No. It said it existed. The potato? Your potato? Yes. I'm a potato, not my soulmate. Your soulmate is also a potato. My soulmate said... I mean, it said that my soulmate was going through very similar stuff. And that... um, (laughs) Sorry. We had very similar lives, so it was very weird. It's Mario. No, it's not. He's not... Oh. You're both English teachers at the same school. <laughs> but that's not what it meant. Why do you always want me to, like, think of people? It's just because you have sex dreams about everyone at school. That's why you want me to start thinking about them that way. They might listen. Um, I haven't had sex dreams about everyone at school. Well, most teachers. no. No, I have had sex dreams about two or three no. fellow teachers. No, no, no. There's, it's definitely more because you've told No, because about. some of them have been recurring people. Oh, God. I've never had a sex dream about anyone that's um, at the same place as me working. No defense. I always sleep with work colleagues. That's why your brain is wired that way. Like, not even kidding. This school is the, or this job is the first job I've had where I've not slept with a coworker 
in, well, I mean, I'm in a relationship that's been going for two years, so we can go, we starting two years back, but he was a colleague. Um, and then I had a friends with benefit at my job before that, who was a colleague. And then um, I had a couple of other jobs where I hooked up with work colleagues at work. Where else? This is what I mean. Where else do you meet people? But like, okay, it makes sense. But where would I meet someone at school? Have you seen them? Okay. Granted, slim pickings. Um, mostly women because we work in education. Yes. At least, to be fair, they're younger. Like, as in the school I worked at before. Everyone was very old except the one person I ended up dating. But everyone's in a relationship. Um, except for the women. Eric's not. And if I, oh, <laughs> if I was into women, then maybe that would be the answer. But I'm not, so. Even yeah. most of the women are in relationships. Yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe not some of the basic ones. I don't know the basic ones so much. No, but the basic ones are... Uh, nah, basic um yeah this is what i mean if you but if you think about it you're you spend x amount of time at home okay currently all the time and then a large proportion of the time at work yeah hence why so many affairs happen at work or hookups of course, of course. no it and makes so unless untidy but then it's like is this why it's something like um a tarot card that tells you exactly who your match is or a perfect algorithm on a dating app um or a um, dna match test like it makes sense because like when are you gonna find someone yeah i know like where's the time exactly because like our whole um life is mostly work which is horrible fuck capitalism but also that's the problem here it's because we spent all our time working especially teachers god damn it <laughs> if i'm not working at school then i'm at home working and i don't and this is what i like my house because i have stuff to do i like before the relationship i'm currently in i did a couple of tinder dates in Arica. all awful no um some awful. no i didn't do that many to be fair I actually went on Tinder because I was trying to find a guy I had a one night stand with and I couldn't remember his name and I couldn't find him on Facebook. <laughs> and I was like, maybe it's on Tinder. <laughs> I never found him. I think um, we have to leave that for uh, a whole episode. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a whole season. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, what I mean is um, this guy, one of the people, I went on a couple of dates with him. Like, he was really, really nice. There was one at the spot. He was very nice. Um, and he was like, oh, do you want to um, go for a drink during the week? And I was like, what? <laughs> or like go for a meal or something. I was like, I'm exhausted. Like, I am going to be dating people. It's going to be Saturday and Sunday. Like, I'm too tired during the week. I know. And that's How the thing. People like, do it? Lots of people go out during the week because they don't have jobs where they have to be at their place. Like, they don't have to be on time but we do so if you have an office job and you're a bit hungover you can just have a bit of a snack day exactly 
not like, you've got a class of 40 kids. Even if you're like late on other stuff, they usually start later on during the day, like at least half eight or stuff, but we have to be there. And if we're not there, nothing's going to happen in the classroom. Like everything will be shit because we're not there. Like I, that's, oh, I hate being a teacher sometimes because I oh, but you love it. You're so good at it. I, I do I, love it. When I used to work in an office job, um, I worked for a university, so it was a very comfy office job. Like We had a lot of good benefits. And one of them was in lieu. So sometimes I would just work through my lunch break and just eat at my table um, and save up in lieu hours and then just give myself a hangover day. So I could Because there were some really good club nights on Wednesdays and Thursdays in my city. <laughs> um, or like I wouldn't have a full day, but I'd be like, okay, I'll take the morning off. Um, and a lot of the time my manager wasn't even there, so... Wow, I'm hoping for that when I go to Leeds. Oh, and I'm going to go back to being a student, so. Party. Yeah, but also, no, not because I'm an overachiever. True. That's what I did. I didn't party that much during uni compared to others because I was a nerd. Um, but then once I got out of uni and was just working random jobs, I was like, yes. Maybe um, later on in life. But then I'm going to be old. It's just number now. No, but like my body's going to be feel, it's going to feel old. So, oh, well, but like going back to the beginning, I feel like it's true that my year 27 of life on earth, is going to be hard because my year 24, my 21st year of life on earth was very difficult because I was applying to the scholarship to take me to England. And Ah. as you know, again, overachieving again made me feel awful. I um, almost died many times because my stomach hurt and I was feeling so anxious. So I feel like next year is going to be that year for me again. But hopefully your stomach won't hurt as much because you're not eating meat. Yeah, no, but like it hurt just like, do you know that hurts. feeling, the anxiety feeling? Yeah, We're going to do some yeah. book recommendations now. Woohoo! Go. Okay, so uh, the book that I have already mentioned, um, it's called The One by, I think it's by John Myers. Um, <laughs> uh, it's very good. I have another book recommendation. But I need to look at my Kindle to find out what it's called. Okay, go. while you go look for that, I'll do mine. Um, I'll recommend A Hundred Writing Days by Francisca Soler. She wrote a book about, like, it's full of a hundred stories because she spent a hundred days writing short stories which were up to a hundred words on Instagram. And after she did all that, she uh, put them all together into a book. And there, there's like different stories. There's um, like love stories and scary stories and horror and suspense. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. It took me like a day, not less than a day, like a morning to read it. Oh, you finished uh, it? Of course I did. Because um, it's only like 200 pages with a hundred word stories on each. Uh, it was really, really good. Um, 
I am going to be reading another one, but I'm going to be waiting because I started reading the first few chapters, but but um, I bought it, so I'm waiting for it to arrive to finish it. And the other book I'm going to start reading now, but I already read, so it's a reread. Is Wuthering Heights. <laughs> I, I recommend that book. Period. I recommend Jonas. that book to everyone because it's it's. Oh, I have no words to describe it. I read it when I was fifteen, and it rocked my world. That's the that's when I started reading um, more Jane Austen and stuff because I loved it. I loved it. It's wonderful. Read it. You uh, have to read it. I'm not a big romance or I know. period literature fan. I know you're never going to read it. It's fine. No, I mean, read it to the people who are listening, not you. Everyone else. Oh, yes, all those listeners. Yes. Um, the other book I wanted to mention is called, this isn't a story book, but it's a very good book. And it's a very oh, easy Oh, wait, wait, wait. Read. I didn't say that. I know there's people who don't know what Wuthering Heights is. So it's by Emily Bronte. Thank you. Go on. Both by Jane Austen. Um, it's that. <gasps> God. Okay. I studied English literature up to AS level, and that's how bad I am at it. Um, Ian McEwen, if you're listening, you're the reason I stopped studying English literature because of enduring love. And it sucks actually because I really like atonement, but fucking enduring love. Get out. Um, that's a book I wouldn't recommend. Um, I also saw him speak at Warwick Art Centre and he came across as very arrogant. Um, we don't like that. Yeah, not a fan. Um, the 100 Stories, FYI, it's in Spanish. Ah, oh, of course. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But the title's in English. The title's the in English. Is it 100 Writing Days. It's like hashtag 100 Writing Days, but everything's in Spanish. I'm sorry. Um, I tried finding this book, uh, The Hundred Writing Days, on Amazon. I'm sorry, I don't use Amazon Download from any other source, but Amazon, Amazon's evil. Um, and I couldn't. So I'm going to try and find it on Goodreads or some other page it is, downloaded. But Goodreads is not for downloading books. It's like a Facebook for book reading. Yeah, no, I just remembered that, but I'll try and find it somewhere. So the other book I want to recommend <laughs> edits. Um, it's Only Blood, Shattering the Taboo of Menstruation. Now, um, for those of you who don't know me, which is all of you, uh, I'm a little bit obsessed with uh, menstruation, reproductive health, periods. Give me any opportunity. I will talk to you about moon cups uh, or menstrual cups, mine specifically, brand. Um, and I'm hoping to maybe study in the future into things around this. So um, in my lockdown, I have more time to read. Um, let's take advantage of a bad situation. Um, I downloaded this book called, yeah, It's Only Blood, Shattering the Taboo About Menstruation. And it's a very, very accessible, very accessible book, um, which looks at the different ways that menstruation affects people around the world. Um, one thing I really liked about it is it's really inclusive because it talks about the way it affects people, not women and girls. It's very, very inclusive in that way, um, which I really liked. Um, it's very, very accessible and it looks at different countries and it talks about the impact on education, economic impact, 
um, the like cultural taboos. And it's not just talking about like in Africa, it's talking about in loads of different countries. So I would highly recommend. And yeah, it's very, very accessible and easy to read. Fabulous. Wonderful. I haven't read a lot about, about periods and stuff, but I would like to be no more because like I'm a teacher. I interesting. I should be able to like give students guidance on that. I mean, I don't know much about the scientific biological side of periods. Um, I'm not a biology teacher or doctor. I should know about them. I was taught about it at school, I guess. I can't remember. But uh, this is very much a sociological look at it. Oh, yeah. I studied sociology. That's my jam. That's my jam. Uh, Strawberry period colored jam. (laughs) I do know about the biological side of periods. Which is the perfect team. Because I wanted to be an obstetrician. There you go. And then I went down the teaching path. Which has worked out very well for me. There you go. Um, just to reference when I made about strawberry jam period reference, uh, when I first got my moon cup and I loved it, it was my birthday about four months later and I was still very much obsessed with my moon cup and talking about it every possible opportunity. My housemates baked me a moon cup birthday cake. It was amazing. Um, and it had strawberry jam. And I couldn't find a picture. I was trying to find a picture of it. It was fabulous. It was very tasty. Um, and I'm going to, I've downloaded another book called You Beneath Your Skin, which I'm very excited to read. And it's a crime novel set in, oh, it was either Mumbai or New Delhi. Okay. I can't remember but it's set in India and it looks very, very good and it has good reviews and it has a lot of like commentary on Indian class and presumably within class cast politics. I'm very excited. Fab. I already said what I'm going to be reading because I just got it today. Solved. It's like it recognized that I was an imposter. Oh, well. Um, my recommendations for this week are, um, I watched The Simulation Theory. It's amazing. You can watch it if you like music. Um, it's just a concert. You can, um, I enjoyed it very much, but because I went to the concert, so I almost cried at one point because I was like, oh, I was there and he didn't touch my hand. I love Matthew Bellamy. I'm sorry. I love Dom too and Chris. I love them all. Oh. Um so yeah. Did I tell you I was married to Dom to Dominique Howard on Facebook when I was fifteen? Uh, I'm surprised but, you weren't married to Edward Cullen. I wasn't because everyone else wanted to, so I got married to Dom and then I got married to another fictional character. Was it Darcy? No, it was Jace from the Shadowhunter Chronicles. It's very good. If you take out the romance, because I know you don't like it, it's not a lot, but like, um, it's very good. 
but I, it's fantastic. It's, it's not like a cold-hearted bitch. Like, it's not like I'm against no, romance. I know. No, no, no. I just like, often find romance things overly predictable. But I'm very YA. Oh, yeah. Fantasy, hot science fiction, high fantasy, new adult, ev- all of that I love. So expect yeah. my recommendations to come from that place. Next week, I'm going to recommend... Akotar. So I was saying simulation theory. Very good. And um, I'll recommend Marie Antoinette because it's so good. Like any Sofia Coppola um, film, it's it's beautiful. I love how she's got like this way of portraying stuff that is just not um, like following the story but also like it puts you in a context where you can see where the character is at at the at like at a specific point in a film like with Marie Antoinette you can see that she's like she starts as a child and then at the end when they're I mean it's not a spoiler we've all um, heard or read about French history, what? Okay, I'm not going to say say it then. Um, but at the end of the film, at the point they're at, it's very clear how, how um, the whole like scene gets very gloomy and stuff. It's very good. I love Sofia Coppola. I also love Marie Antoinette very much. That I bought oh. it on Apple TV. Oh, I was going to say, I'll watch it on Netflix. It's not Netflix. So. Sorry. No, because I've been, I, I tried to watch it on Netflix a while ago and it wasn't. And I looked for it everywhere. And that's the reason I have um, Amazon Prime now because I thought it was there. And then when I started it, it wasn't. This one episode, we will just discuss random things that I have subscribed to for bad reasons uh, and how yeah. much money has gone into these things. Um, is there a way of seeing film what I've watched on Netflix? Because I, I'm awful with names of things. You know, I've forgotten the name. Of everything no, you, you you have to go to the desktop desktop version of Netflix to do that. Oh, I have Netflix on my desktop that I'm on right now. Oh, but I think it's still the app version, just on my computer. Do I have to go onto like Netflix.com? Yeah. Oh, bitch. Um, I'm also probably not logged into this Netflix and. Nope. And it's my brother's account. I don't know the information off the top of my hand. Um, okay. So, so series wise, I'm very into crime and thrillers, hence the book recommendation as well. Um, but especially of the European side, um, I have watched a lot of European. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, cause you're European, but you're not anymore. <laughs> Wait, I don't think we've actually left yet. I don't even know anymore. Like, I literally haven't got a clue. I think it was supposed to happen like um, in August, like yesterday. Oh, fuck knows. Um, I still have a red passport though, which says the European Union on it, and it's going to last me another eight years. So. I've still got eight years of European in me. Um, but my British friend, the one I 
literally just mentioned she got her passport this year and it's blue oh no i'm very sad um okay so yeah so i'm all on about the um crime drama and especially of different country european countries um what i'm watching at the moment which is british it's not european well well, i mean who knows um it's called retribution it's a netflix original um and it's very good it's very short this is why i like british or european crime dramas because usually they're quite they're long episodes like an hour long but there's only so many in a season and that's why i like them because they don't get too overdone like they're not dragged out um so yeah my obsession with european crime drama started with the bridge not the american version i've always wanted to watch that one so good but it's not on netflix it's so freaking good the bridge the original one which is swedish danish um was so freaking good it's so good um but yeah so whenever i want a new version of like a new northern european crime drama i type in the bridge onto netflix and then look for the recommendations um i actually read i watched a really good film that was was called see i just can't remember the name of this is why in my bullet journal i said recently to myself um that i was going to do a page where i write the films i watch because i watched a couple of really good films and i can't remember them my memory is awful about what my bad memory or my no tv recommendations i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> I spent the whole day in the vet. I didn't have time. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. Uh, I can talk uh, about my serious recommendation. I'm going to recommend Euphoria because why not? It's amazing. Um, I think you can get like you can definitely see why I like stuff because I always like stuff being pretty. Like I love Marie Antoinette because it's beautiful film it's beautiful same reason i love midnight in paris because it's gorgeous but also i love euphoria because the makeup there is just astronomical it's it's just like it goes with each character and like the way everyone dresses and everyone behaves it's so in character i just oh i love it it's beautiful and the story is not that long, so you can get like into each of these because um, they have like uh, each episode. It's mostly dedicated to one of the characters, and it's so well made. It's beautiful. I love it. Watch Euphoria, please. Um, I'm gonna say yes, but you know, I never actually do any of your recommendations. I <laughs> um. I just managed to flick through. Oh, I've just fucking lost it. That's a joke. Um, two European crime or thrillers that I want to recommend that were really, really, really good and stuck out of the many that I've watched during lockdown. La Mante, which is French. Um, and, and it's um, a reference to a... Like the Black Widow spider, I think. Lamante is like the Black Widow. It's like a reference to an insect. I can't remember which insect it is. Oh, very, very I think good. it's uh, the mantis. 
Oh, yes, of course it is. That's what it is. Um, yeah, so I would like to recommend, I want to sound clever. So I would like to recommend La Mante, which is French for the mantis or the flying mantis. Um, it's a very, very good French um, crime thriller. It's very good. And the other one is, um, and this was on my list to watch for a really long time. Um, and I've just lost it. And I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Um, Tabula Rasa. Rasa, um, which was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Spanish. Yeah. Um, and Spanish. it was really, really good. Same thing. It was like, um, it wasn't so much a crime, it was a thriller, but it was like, had a, a small supernatural aspect, but not really. It was very much thriller psychological and it had so many twists. And there are so many points where, um, who literally was just gasping and I was like, no, um, really, really recommend it. That was one of the best things I've watched during lockdown. I recommend that. Fabulous. Good. So I think that's it for today. I really enjoyed uh, making our first episode. I think it's um, this format is made for us because we speak a little bullshit. And exactly. We, we would be better as a radio show because then we wouldn't have to edit <laughs> yeah 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 no but I enjoy doing this because uh, I'm just I don't know how what that makes me but I like it I'm glad you do because I don't want to listen to my voice I don't I'm mind sorry. listening to my voice because I've been as you know I've been editing videos of me teaching stuff so I've, I just didn't fully watch my videos because I didn't want to hear uh, my voice. No, but like on, when I was editing, I had to listen because I had to put stuff in oh, the yeah. video. So, you did a lot more yeah, complex so editing. I'm desensitized. Podcasts are usually like half an hour long, FYI. No, all the podcasts I listen to are like two or th- one or two hours long. What the fuck? Your podcast is so long. I know. Mine are definitely the ones I've been listening to have been like one of them that I was listening to. Um, oh, I can't remember the name. It was on BBC. It was really, really good. It was about um, LGBTQ plus people having kids. And so it was really, really interesting. This is a side note. Here you go. Here's a podcast recommendation. I mean, ours, obviously. But um, so it'd be like there was like same-sex couples having like artificial insemination there was surrogacy there was um trans men carrying babies because they hadn't like they were still biologically able to they just had to stop taking their testosterone and like how that was and like how it was really difficult because of body dysphoria but then how they'd really wanted a family and stuff like that it was it was beautiful i cried many times with that podcast um but yeah they were like 25 minutes long they were really short Oh, wow. Uh, welcome to the Spanish side of podcasts. Clearly. I know, listen, hit me up with some good Spanish podcast recommendations. I only have... Um, okay, I listen to uh, Las Amigas, of course. Everyone listens to uh, Con la Ayuda de Mis Amigas, which is a podcast of people talking shit about stuff. Like, that's oh. that, yes. That should be the tagline. Oh no, the tagline is the almost podcast. 
but the yeah. end of tagline should be talking shit about stuff. What's it called? Las Amigas? Las Amigas with a K. Oh. I love them. Um, Amigas Podcast Club. Oh, I think I've been recommended this. They have like four different, like the Amiga bears in the, they have um, the book club. They have the film. Yes, that's the one that's been recommended to me. And they have uh, the drag race for RuPaul's drag race. We have to talk about RuPaul one of these days. Okay, because I'm, I've only watched it a few times. I, I really like it. I just never gotten in. I've never like try. I've never put any effort into getting into it. Like I imagine if I watched it, I would like it, but I've never. Yeah, I've seen every season, every episode. I love it. Con la ayuda de mis amigas. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's stop right there because I'm gonna have to edit a lot. Thank you very much. Oh God. I didn't know you were think- singing that song. I'm going to sing next time. Okay. Okay. Thank right. you for coming and listening to this. Um, Very long. <laughs> we need to work on the jingles. Wait, no, you have to do the jingle and then I go, bitch, please. Okay, but I did it. Okay, I'll do it again. okay thank you for coming and listening to our very love you sound like a guinea pig (laughs) I'm gonna cry Okay, I'm just going to say this so we can just end this disaster. Bitch, please. Bye. Bye.